always get very excited when I come up with a new concept and I've come up with quite a lot of new spins on some old subjects in the past. And um, I am a CBT therapist and an inspirational guidance coach. And all of the answers that I found in life are really through my own searching of these answers. So I try to keep it as short and as simple and as sweet as possible. Any other ideas that I use are borrowed ideas because there is very there are very few original ideas that come out anymore. And they're usually um, new versions of old ideas because a lot of old ideas become outdated. So when it comes to well-being and wellness and those sort of things, and even psychotherapy, a lot of these old uh, ways of doing things don't really apply well in today's modern world because consciousness is constantly evolving. So we need simpler, easier ways of accessing our connection to source energy or to the universe or to God and to ourselves and to find the equilibrium in our lives that we're looking for all round, not just emotionally, but also physically and financially and all of those things. So I always, I've been sifting through all of these things for many, many years and I don't always get it right. So the career that I'm following now really just is an amalgamation of all the things that I have learned and am learning and adapting to make them work better for you and also for myself. And I'm very excited today about the podcast, the theme that I've come up with today, because really my message is at the end of the day that life is supposed to be a smooth journey and it's supposed to be enjoyable. And I've seen this in many people around me and just through great speakers that have applied certain laws and certain practices that make life really work well for them. And it doesn't mean that they haven't been through struggles. It doesn't mean they haven't worked hard in their lives before. And I have done all of these things too. I would say that I've only been awake, so to speak, as in mindful, for maybe less than half of my life now. And I'm now 45 years old. So without even knowing at the time, but I was probably really just sleepwalking through my life the first 25 years. I mean, I already started studying mind power and spirituality from an early age, probably in my teens. But those were all just concepts for me. The practical application to these things is always what fascinated me, and especially the law of attraction. And I reckon my real huge breakthrough came when I found the teachings of Abraham, like so many people have. Really the world's, in my mind, the world's greatest teacher. Certainly of the law of attraction, which is really the law of the universe. The law of how everything works. But even their work sometimes gets misunderstood and can seem almost unsympathetic because the laws of the universe come across as pretty hard and cold even though they are pretty fair. So where does kindness come into this and how come so often 
kindness gets forgotten. I'm fully aware of and I practice and encourage mindfulness in everyday living because mindfulness is really the basis of a prosperous life. Mindfulness, living in the moment, conserving your energy, not scattering it and focusing on what's happening at the moment because the quality of your now moment leads to the quality of your next moment. And the emotional component is so very, very important. Like I always talk about your life being a journey of emotions because your emotional guidance system is your natural intuition that guides you to all the things that feel good. And everything that feels good is meant for you. And that is the natural law of the universe and the natural flow, the way of the Tao natural universal flow or path and to get into that flow and realize that your power lies in the moment and even though I've practiced this to some degree of success I have found that when I have contrasting experiences negative experiences in my life because I do and I have struggled a lot in the past that I'm always looking for ways to get back into that zone, that wonderful zone of the U frequency, as I've termed it, just being in the moment and being really connected to the energies around you and to everything really, that feeling of connection. And I've used tools like my infinite tool system of inspiration is all designed to find whatever way it is to get you back into that zone, to get you back into the groove, so to speak, to get you back into, dialed into that frequency that I always talk about, of going with the flow. It's an inspired state. It's not a state of inertia, and it's certainly not a state of depression. But I often forget, and I get reminded ever so often, breezing through it, is in theory very easy to do but it takes practice and you've always got to look for and find tools that help you where you are at the moment so depending where you are in terms of your thoughts and your emotions in any given situation it may be more challenging for you to get back into the zone if you've got a lot of negative momentum going it's tough to just listen to a song and feel better it may work in some situations, just like meditation may work under certain circumstances to get you back into that zone, back into that feel-good place, back into that motivated and inspired space of going with the flow. And there are many, many, many tools that I've developed and borrowed and suggested from many other sources as well. Going for a walk as an exercise in getting out in the air which is one of the great ones for me because being stuck indoors all day long does sort of close you off from your connection in a sense because it's easier to connect when you're out in the open air and you're listening to birds and the sun is on your face and the wind is in your hair but sometimes for me like I found the other day not even that works not even that gets me back into the zone 
And then I find myself going through this whole process longer than it needs to be, where it is it takes me longer to shift back into the feel-good zone. And with all the experience I have with doing this, I get frustrated with it because I know that I can switch over a lot quicker. And I become very hard on myself because it took me the other day about probably five or six hours. I mean, I took, I don't know how many naps, which is a great way to reset yourself as well. I took a few naps. I did a few tasks as mindfully as I could, washing the dishes, cleaning up, watering the garden. And I went for a longish walk. But it still didn't help me. So then I was asking for guidance, you know, my imaginary guardian angel, whoever it is, I was just asking for real guidance. And I came up with another solution, and it's something that I always forget, but when I remember it, it always has a wonderful effect on my life um, and on the people around me. Kindness. We're always so busy analyzing things and trying to fix things and trying to alter things. And even in feeling good, we tend to look for the solutions, but we don't take in tender, loving care into the equation. And when you are being mindful, you're putting your attention on every task at hand. But that doesn't mean that you're putting TLC into it necessarily. The quality of your work and the task that you're doing always improves through real practicing of being in the moment and putting the same amount of energy and enthusiasm into every task available. But everything in life responds to kindness. And you can do a little test if you want to see this to be true or to prove this to be true. It really is in the pudding because everybody responds to kindness, including you. And everybody is touched by kindness. And for some reason, even the, some of the most advanced of us on these subjects forgets the kindness because we live in quite a, almost a cutthroat type of world. And even when we practice our mindfulness, we still have almost that overlying pressure of having to perform, having to perform and having to succeed. And we all want to succeed and we all want to perform well. And we all want to experience prosperity in our lives. And we don't want to wait and wait and wait. We want things to come to us more naturally, more smoothly, and hopefully a little more quickly. So after this epiphany that I had, and I have many of these epiphanies, and I just realized that I wasn't allowing myself any kindness. Well, I was allowing myself the feeling of prosperity and the feeling of wealth and this, the feeling of success. But kindness is almost like a glue that links everything together because love, appreciation and kindness are all birds or all feathers on the same bird. So whether you call it appreciation, whether you call it gratitude, whether you call it love or whether you call it kindness, they're all part of the same infinite energy that really creates worlds, the basis of the law of attraction. 
the very allowing, most allowing part of receiving all the things that you want in your life. Because your source energy or your inner being is vibrating at incredible love and kindness and many other things. But I just noticed that I needed to start combining mindfulness with kindness. And I have now come up with kindfulness. And it's just a feeling that you evoke really. But as soon as you give any amount of kindness to anybody, and they say, give kindness to people that are unkind, because those are the ones that need it the most. This is really very, very true, as cliched as it sounds. And I've tried with some people around me that have been unkind to me for whatever reason. And when I give the kindness, it's a, it's a level of understanding that goes beyond the situation or beyond their behavior. And it always strikes a note with everybody. It might not initially because some people are so resistant to it, but especially to people close to you, people that on some level have a connection with you or they have a history with you. You know, if you go to the supermarket and you see the, the, the teller at the cash out looking a little bit grumpy, that's a tough job. And you tell her how beautiful her hair looks or you tell her good morning or you thank her for the good service or you compliment something about her just out of pure kindness. There's nothing you can get or receive from her but in the giving of kindness you are really receiving it back. And most times, I would say at least nine times out of ten, I receive a wonderful smile from the person that's feeling down because it costs you nothing and there is an infinite stream of kindness to give. And the very reward that comes from kindness is the receiving of the kindness back to you. It is a stream of energy, it's an emotion. Whether you give kindness but deliberately, deliberate kindness to anything or anyone, and that ties in with TLC, Tender Loving Care, and I mean, I've always tried to put TLC into everything that I do, or I do at the moment. So whether I'm washing the floor or doing the garden, or doing what would be considered menial tasks, even making a podcast or a video, or having a chat to somebody over WhatsApp or over a phone call, um, mobile call, I always try to remember to put TLC into it because you just get so much more out of it. So I have now developed kindfulness and it is a basis and a starting point for me to start my day when I wake up and for some reason something's distracting me from my natural energy flow and that's from my feeling good place which is really just the most natural place to be. And it is the place to be if you want to really live this journey to its, to its fullest. So now what I do when I wake up in the mornings, it is much easier for me to stroke my cat and conjure up that feeling of kindness. You don't always feel kind, but it's easy to, it's easy to feel kind because it's such a responsive state to be in and everything and everyone responds to it, including me. 
So I combine the kindness, I get the mindfulness started with the kindness. So when I wake up in the mornings, I think, oh my word, there's something that I have to do um, or that I'm not doing, that somebody thinks I'm supposed to be doing. Now I know I must get into a mindful state, but how can I when I've got this thing staring me in the face? I look at the obstacle or the person in question, <laughs> the resistance that I have, and I immediately conjure up, evoke a bit of kindness towards that situation, person, place, or thing. And so far, so good. It really is working for me because it just puts me into a mindful space a lot more easily. And I know that it costs nothing, and it just has a positive result no matter what you do. And have I always been able to practice this? No. Is it a fairly new phenomenon for me? Yes. But I forget in this world that I live in, and most people forget, beauty, the transformation, the miraculous power that kindness has. Because it doesn't matter who you are or where you are, it puts you on a level playing field and in terms of the art of allowing that feeling of kindness towards yourself and towards other people just allows all the good stuff in and all the opportunities in all the things that you've been waiting and fussing and worrying over it dissolves the worry it dissolves the heavy concern it dissolves the burden of having to do all the time and having to perform all the time and having to live up to other people's expectations all the time because most of the time other people's expectations are just from their own point of reference but in terms of the art of allowing any amount of kindness that you give to anyone or anything is feeling kindness towards yourself so we talk about self-love and the importance of self-love. Whether or not you can conceptualize and actualize that feeling of self-love, which most of us struggle with, the feeling of kindness is universal. Every time I generate that feeling of kindness to anything or anyone, and it's so easy to do, I immediately feel that sense of kindness within myself. And then it's as if all my energy channels, all my chakras just automatically open up to the natural stream of well-being. It is all that exists. So when you give kindness to another, you give kindness to yourself. If you want to kickstart your mindfulness in the modern world, try and enact, try to evoke. It doesn't take much effort little bit of kindness if you're struggling to get back into your feel-good zone into your mindful state this may not always work like i say that's why i developed an infinite toolkit of inspiration to get back into that feel-good mindful state but it certainly is a big big secret that is now being revealed and is open to everybody to use so the next time you feel like you aren't able to center yourself, you aren't able to get into that inspired, feeling good space, 
where there's resistance, resistance, resistance. Look for an object of attention to which you can be kind. And try and incorporate that into your mindfulness. And then, my dear, you will have what I call kindfulness. I really hope that this helps you. It is my absolute aim to inspire people because I love to see people succeed. And I believe that that is the natural way, the natural order of things. We sometimes just need a little bit of inspiration because inspiration really does move mountains. I've seen people go from the most desperate situations in their lives. I include myself in that. So I'm on this journey too. And I honor your journey too. Namaste. And wish you all the best. I hope that you will keep in contact with me either on my Inspira, the Inspira page on Facebook, where you can watch my videos, on my podcasting, and also on my videos on TikTok. Recently tried YouTube, which has always seemed a complicated way of doing things, but I'm trying to do the YouTube thing now as well. All of these things are free of charge, of course, but obviously I also need to make a living. So any sort of donations, inquiries for one-on-one therapy sessions with me, you'll definitely be the better for it. It doesn't matter what your issue is, I have an inspiration to put the power back into your hands and I hope that you'll keep in touch with me. I'm also now making a new thing, a new set of videos where I call it the Inspirer Q&A. So I'll be taking random questions and anonymously answering them for people and I will do it in a video format. Besides that, I will shortly be doing live streams on also in the Inspirer Q&A. I'll be doing live streams on Facebook, probably on Wednesday nights around about 8 o'clock Central African time. Um, so wherever you are, look me up on the Inspirer or Ian Cap. Um, I'll be going live on that page and I'll be answering questions. I will be using all of the tools that I have available to me to answer these questions for quick help. And I'll also be using humor. So bear with me. It's not just all doom and gloom. It's also about fun and adding humor into your life. I'll make a nice video about adding humor into your life at a later stage. And I'll also be going live at TikTok. If I go live on Facebook at around about 8pm, then I'll do a live on TikTok at 9pm Central African time. I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. Please like and follow me on all the different social media platforms. It really helps me to get my message across that we were born to thrive, we were born to be inspired, and we were born to live the life of our dreams. Thank you for listening.